ब्रह्मा गुरुर्विष्णु गुरुर्देव महेश्वर गुरु साक्षात परब्रह्मा तस्मै श्री गुरवे नमः आई बाउ टू गुरु एज गॉड आई बाउ टू हिम एज यू गॉड इज यू आई बाउ टू गॉड इन यू टुडे आई वांट टू टॉक अबाउट द इंपॉर्टेंस ऑफ कंपनी satsanga the scriptures talk about satsanga a great deal because it depends on your on the people that you mix with where your energy goes if you mix with people who are emotional and uh excitable and always up and down it's difficult not to be like that yourself to be in the presence of calm people helps you to become centered in yourself this centering is essential this is the path of kriya yoga when you can learn to be in your spine and from that center act outward into whatever it is that you do in the world always acting from your center it's sort of like a skier i don't suppose many people in india know a lot about skiing but i used to do a lot of this when i was younger that uh, i noticed that if you went downhill and were thinking of turning left when suddenly you found a mogul as they call it a bump in the hill that would force you to turn right you'd fall but if you were centered you could turn left or right as the occasion demanded and i've always thought that makes a very good um illustration for how we should be in this life another one that i have found in uh the illustration of skiing is that if at the top of the hill you decide how you're going to go then you may find that there's a mogul you didn't know about and you'll fall whereas if you just take each moment as it comes you'll see that if you're centered in yourself instead of outside because beginning skiers tend to think in terms of their elbows and their knees and their uh they're were thinking from outside in but if you can learn always to be centered inside not to plan ahead and think i'm going to do this and i'm going to do that live in the moment and live in yourself you'll see that that's how to be able to shift with the turns of circumstance for example if you have uh, if you're centered in yourself and you lose everything you're still centered in yourself you're still peaceful but if you um well like i met somebody here in india who had some very wealthy things he was so concerned for those wealthy things those expensive items i should say if you're concerned and you lose them you're unhappy if you can you're concerned and you don't lose them you're still unhappy because you're afraid of losing them desires attachment these are great obstacles to real happiness there's a saying in conversations with yogananda which i would like to share with you today it's on this subject it's the conversation 146 in the book desire and anger are the two greatest barriers to wisdom they destroy a person's peace of mind and obstruct the flow of his understanding when anger seizes you you may think oh this feels wonderful 
in exhilaration, you may do something terrible. Not even counting the cost, that is how murders often get committed. Later, however, comes retribution. The murderer in turn finds his own life completely ruined. Desire again confuses the mind. Its frustration is what produces anger. It is important that you always remain inwardly calm and non-attached. Accept with unruffled mind whatever comes. I often say, what comes of itself, let it come. This is just as true for the bad things in life as for the good. Only calmness will give you a sense of correct proportion. It will inspire you to behave with unfailing good sense. What I have seen in this world that most people are children, really. They haven't learned how to behave. They haven't learned how to act because they are out of control of their own selves. And so they allow themselves to get excited over little things. It's when you can be centered within that you can make the right decisions, just like with the skier turning left or right. So also, even in practical matters, those people who are very calm in themselves somehow know where they should go, what they should do, even in practical things. This is what I observed in my great Gurudev, that he was always calm, very practical. It's not that he had his head in the clouds. He dealt with reality on its own level, whatever it might be. And when he was talking with, with doctors, he could talk like a doctor. When he was talking with businessmen, he could talk like a businessman. When he was talking with women, he talked like women. If he, talked, if he was with renunciates, he talked like that. But always, he was appropriate. Now, you cannot be appropriate in your behavior if you are inwardly restless. You have to learn to be calmly centered, and then you will see that just as the skier can turn left or right, so you will be able to react to the circumstances of life, whether they be favorable or unfavorable. Be at peace with yourself. Now, what is the way to find that peace? It's all very well to have a philosophy. Well, there are a few outward things you can do. One is non-attachment. You cannot have peace if you're attached. You cannot have peace if you're full of desires. And of course you won't have peace if you are susceptible, as desire makes you, to anger and um, the frustration that comes that precedes anger. But the other side of it is that somehow you can have all the philosophy in the world and then somebody spills coffee on your tie and you get all upset. Whereas if you meditate, you will see that meditation gives you a quality of non-attachment, of detachment inwardly, that you don't have to affirm. You see, even spiritual development is not a question of trying to become more and more sort of gripping on to a philosophy. It unfolds naturally. All the truth in the universe is in you all the wisdom, all the understanding. And the more you meditate, the more these qualities come out from inside, and you find yourself just understanding 
things that you wouldn't have understood years ago, but it comes naturally from your own inner and higher self. You see, going within in meditation is not going into the subconscious. Well, it might be, then you're not meditating, you're sleeping. But if you really are meditating, if you're going truly within to the superconscious, you will see that your own higher self is where all wisdom in the universe is contained. You don't have to go through wise people. You don't have to go to gurus. Yes, you need a guru to get out of it, but don't think they're going to give you your answers. Even a true guru just holds up a mirror to yourself. You have to understand for yourself that comes from your own holding up your consciousness to the infinite. You know, years ago, Warner Books had asked me to write a book for them, and I suggested a title, and they liked it, Meditation for Starters. Well, they wanted this book by the end of June, and in April they told me, well, they'd been talking it over and they wanted a whole different title. You can't plaster a new title on an old book, you've got to change the book. And so I had to write this book from scratch in two months. Well, the book, the subject they wanted was superconsciousness. And I didn't know how I could write on that. I thought it would take me at least two years. I had two months, and two, of those, two weeks out of those two months, I had to go out. Ultimately, it turned out that I had not much more than one month to write a book that I thought ought to take two years. Minimum one year, I had to do it in one month. But you know, there are times in our lives, and this was certainly one of them for me, when I thought, well, I can't. But then I thought, well, but the superconscious can. And what better subject for writing about superconsciousness to put me into superconsciousness. So rather than thinking about all the problems involved, the difficulties and so on, I closed the door, turned off the telephone, refused to accept any mail, didn't let anybody come to see me, and just plunged into that thing by opening the floodgates. You see, part of the way to achieve superconsciousness is not to say I can't, it's difficult, and what if, and all those qualifications that the mind places on itself, but to just inwardly open up your mind. I just opened my mind up to my guru's guidance within and allowed him to write that book through me. That book is now called Awaken to Superconsciousness, and it's available in India, it's in available in many different countries, and uh, I'm very pleased with that book. I didn't write it. I didn't, I can't, I wouldn't say I, it was automatic writing, it wasn't that. But I had to cooperate with a flow that was higher than the natural flow that would be mine, where I have to stop and think. I didn't have time to think, I just had to let it flow, let it pour through me. I had one more time when I had to do a book like that, a book that was needed within one week. And I thought, well, I couldn't possibly do this book in a week. Then I thought, well, but my guru can. And so I just opened the floodgates and let it flow through me. Usually I rewrite a book maybe up to 50 times. This one took very little rewriting. And uh, the odd thing in both cases was that 
After finishing it, I felt so in tune. I had to write music for some albums that uh, were supposed to be done too. It was a pretty busy time in my life. I found that the music just flowed. A whole album of music in two days. That's not talent. That's not, you can't do that. Well, maybe you can. I can't. <coughs> I have to say that I'm not on that level of ability. But there's a part of me, as there is a part of you, that is on that level. You see, your own superconsciousness knows everything already. Your own superconsciousness is capable of everything. There isn't anything you can't do if you do it in the right state of consciousness. All the power of the universe is yours. The way to achieve that is to raise your consciousness. Don't be on this level of the conscious mind, which is thinking qualifiedly. Maybe yes, maybe no. What if? What about that problem? What about answering this question? When you weigh like that, this is a much slower way of, slower kind of cogitation, slower kind of mentation, of mental processing. But the superconscious somehow does know. And you will see that in that piece, everything seems to flow. Not only that, but the amazing thing is that even life flows toward you in the way that you want. When your energy, when the magnetism you put out is right, the world treats you like that too. Complete strangers will behave differently toward you. Somehow, everything around you is more harmonious. Success in things, little things, you'll see it just, there's a flow. Now, you don't, ha you don't have to do all that. What we need to do is put out the right kind of magnetism. All of this comes from being at peace with ourselves. <coughs> this is the secret of meditation. It would be a mistake if we thought of meditating just so that our lives will go better. If we thought of attaining superconsciousness just so that we can be more successful in our human affairs and in our business and so on, that would be... Uh, folly, because sooner or later you'll slip out of that and go right back into the consciousness of relativity and all the heaving and falling waves of life that we're so accustomed to. But understand that the goal of it all is really to get out of this delusion. We were born for one purpose only. God made us for himself, and our hearts are restless until we find our rest in thee. This is a great saint in the West, said this Saint Augustine. We were made for God. We were made to know his joy. God made us, it says in the Shastras, that he might enjoy himself through many. But he enjoys himself truly only in the saints who live in him, live in Satchitanandam, and everything they do is a part of that flow of divine peace. Why not live in that? It's so much more wonderful, as it says also in the Bhagavad Gita, to the man who has no peace. How is happiness possible? Peace is the first condition 
for true happiness of mind. Joy to you. Peace gave us the mountains. Peace gave us the sky. Nightly when starlight enfolds us, peace is its lullaby. Strive reconciles. Oh. 